0: You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as He leads you to your next week now let's learn a little about our next
1: guest today rachel was speaking with anthony witt he is a husband father of seven and jesus follower anthony started his career as a public health educator and coordinator and has taken many career jumps or leaps trying to find his identity and purpose today he is an entrepreneurial therapeutic coach owner of four businesses, and the founder of Whit House Counseling, LLC. In this episode, Anthony shares what it is like to move toward peace in our lives, our families, our relationship with God, and why he believes we are here. He also shares his breaking point and how the different transitions in his journey have helped him better understand peace and gratitude. If you know that you're supposed to be doing something different, but not taking action out of fear of taking a leap, then this episode is for you. Now let's jump in.
0: Well, welcome. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to have Anthony with me today. I met Anthony at the podcast movement and we just started talking. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I mentioned the leaps and he's like, I got some of those. I have multiple of those. I was (laughs) like, you'd be awesome for the podcast. So, (laughs) Anthony, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Well, it has been a pleasure. Like you said, we only talked the honest. I remember the conversation only being like Maybe a minute long, maybe two minutes long. But it was a pleasure to meet you in person, and now I'm excited to get to talk.
0: Yes. So, can you tell my listeners a little bit about you?
2: Yeah. So that question is a fantastic question, and it's fantastically horrible at the same time because (laughs) the complexities of who we are is just so (laughs) vast. (laughs) And so I've been thinking about this question for shows that I'm on and stuff like that, and I've come to at least a couple criteria that say, you know, who are you? You know, I'm I'm a I'm a a faith a Jesus follower. That's a huge component of my life. So I have a strong spiritual component in my life. I'm married. And probably the biggest component, I'm realizing how big this component is actually at this point in my life is that I'm also a father of seven. So my wife and I have seven children and that just, we're, the, we're that weird family with a bunch of kids.
0: Um. Well, I have seven too. I have, uh, hey, actually hey. No. Three um stepchildren and four biological, so together we are the seven. So yeah, it's a
2: big, it's a big family, isn't it?
0: It is, it is. But it's always something going on. And I remember someone saying once they were a part of um a larger family, and they said the one thing about being like growing up in a large family is that you know how to deal with so many personalities when you get out to the real world. Mm. I was like, that's so true because you have dealt with every type of person in the house. So when you get out there, you're like, oh, you're like my brother, such and such. Oh, you're like my sister, such and such. So I, when they said that, I was like, that's such a good perspective. And I see that with my kids. They know how to deal with people.
2: And I know we're going to get in. I I assume we're getting into it because it's my career path. But um, that skill set, that's where I first learned it was not as a father, but I'm one of seven, just happens to be one of seven as a child we too. We, we, have, we have more things that's in than I thought. We didn't talk this. about
0: this beforehand.
2: <laughs> and so that's where I learned a lot of those skill sets. But a quick, just a quick background uh, raised, raising, uh, i try to think of what the right words are, but a, a gospel forward family. My parents uh, were believers and said that they, they moved us that way. I was a four sport athlete. I actually ended up going to Division one school wrestling for d1 uh, school, but I got a degree you know, how's the fastest way to get out of school is what it came down to is how can I get out of this place? I got a degree started working in that career as a um, a public health educator and coordinator for a series of doctors' offices and and through that I've had many many other career jumps or leaps, if you will, that have come out of that because I could never figure out. Now I can say this. I couldn't say this. I probably couldn't even have said this five years ago. I was trying to figure out, and the word I've been using lately is is identity. But it's my identity that I need to live through. So you might use a different word than identity. You might use purpose or something like that. But it took me up forever. And my move, one of my moves was to say change careers, and I would so I work myself out of a job. So I went from there. And I'll skip some of the smaller jobs, but like I went from there, I walked into a public works department working for a city, and, and I knew they needed to hire somebody, and they needed to lay them off in 13 months, because the person that needed that job back was going to the military, was going to be recalled, they had to give them back, it's all complex. I said, I will work for you for this long time, I'll walk away. So I quit my one job, walked over to this job, because I, I, I just couldn't not work with my hands at that point in my life. Because I grew up framing houses with dad. You know, I was I was framing houses in the summer when I was twelve with my dad and my brothers and my cousins and my uncles. I'm a third generation carpenter by trade, if, if I can make that statement. Or by family trade. But yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like up. <laughs> yeah. I need to work with my hands. So I did that. That went over. I started a business. The business did well doing residential and commercial maintenance. And from that process, some other things opened up, decided, well, I'm not sure if I really want to be a have my own business. So I went back to work. For the, the city, had a what I now call, especially as a mental health professional, what I now call is a, my, and my wife has called for many years a, a mental breakdown to the point where I said, I, ca- I just can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I was working 80 to 90 hours every week, year round. I got a phone call one night and they're like, you need to come back to work. I had just gotten home from like a 52 hour work swing. Wow. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. I, I slid down to the back of the, the dishwasher and was crying. And I'm like, I can't do this. I, I can't. I love my family. I don't want to do like some other people are like, I just want to work. Give me more money. I'm like, no, I actually like my family. I want to spend time with them. And so one of the one of the if I can use the terminology, you know, your terminology of leap. One of those was I was I was about four or five classes away from my first master's at that point. And I said, I'm going to work at McDonald's tomorrow. I'm going to apply. Are you OK with that? And talking to my wife. And I was serious. I'm like, I'm done. Like. I don't. I'm done. And So we worked. She's like, "Well, let's let's work this problem." <laughs> um, I don't think she wanted me to go. No, you know, there's. I know some people that work in McDonald's yeah. have had great careers, but like, I'm like, no, I'm going to go be a cash register person. Like, I'm not. I, I, I'm done. Ended up walking into uh, an ethanol plant of all things and said, "Would you give me a job?" And they said, "You're a fantastic person, but we can't give you a job. You're way overqualified." I said, "Will you please give me a job?" I'll do whatever you want. They're like, we can't afford you. Like you almost have your master's. Most people here haven't even graduated high school. They paid me. I said, I'll take whatever you give me. They gave me a job and they paid me what my dad was paying me when I was 15 years old to move plywood and two by fours. Mm -hmm. I was like 35 years old at that point. I'm like, I'll take it because I needed, because mentally I was just going to handle it. And then kind of fast forward and I worked there. I did a bunch of things there and I jumped, actually jumped into the podcast space in some other intellectual type things, you know, some blogging, stuff like that, left that job to do those things. I'm, I promise I'm getting to an end here. No, um, go ahead. And um, left those, kind of was doing those things, kind of fell into some, found out. So, found out as far as podcasting goes, I was marketing to the wrong audience. What I mean by that is, is I was getting people to talk to me. I wasn't even getting people to be my clients. And what I realized was, guys are not the people that, or these are not my people. <laughs> And so I ended it, long-term story shorter, I shut that, I ended up shutting it down because I'm like, it's just talked, to, I had hired a coach and he had helped me start it. And I, you know, anyways, I got into the coaching consulting side, kind of helping people with business. And through all this process, I had into. I had bought a couple small businesses, owned a couple of gyms, a salon, some commercial buildings, you know, as a family, we did construction. So we did house flipping and stuff like that and all these different things. And what it came to for me eventually was my wife is a therapist. She's a marriage and family therapist, has been for pushing 20 years now. And I made fun of her when she was like, I want to go be a therapist. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would ever, anyone, anyone ever go to like, I was an ignorant person. Like, I'll, I'll admit I was not belligerent, but I was definitely like, mm, I don't know about this. And what started happening was my wife is a genius. What started happening was I'd be like, hey, Sarah. I've got this problem over here with this with this client. What 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 should I what do I do? Like they're paralyzed in this position or that position. Like what? And so and I kind of pushed it even farther. I started asking some really high-powered coaches that I know or consultants. I said, What do you do when somebody's having like depressive symptoms or depressive issues or let's, you know, anxiety? And they're like, We just tell them to go somewhere else. And that like broke my heart. I'm like, that's horrible. In some respects, it's great, right? Go to the professionals. In other respects, I'm like, let's help these people. Right. And through, through that kind of realization, whatever you want to call it, I ended up going back, getting a master's in, in clinical mental health. And so I kind of crossed that, that, that boundary between being a therapist and being a business consultant. And I come in and I literally come in and say, we're going to work with you first. We're going to work with you only. When we, once we work with you, we're not going to solve you. But when we get you to a point of rhythm, then we can look at the business. And anytime your rhythm starts to be broken, we're gonna come back to that rhythm. We're gonna work with that rhythm right there. But the the thing that's important to me, so I'm severely dyslexic, like severely dyslexic. I dictate everything and that has shaped my life. Like I don't see the world in written form. Right. I see the world in in a, like an auditory form, even is the probably the easiest way to. So I see a lot of things most people don't see. And for the longest time I, I thought, well. I just got to hide this part of me. The truth is that's why I'm good at what I do wow. so because I started leaning into that. And it was a God thing for me because, I mean, the the, the honest truth is I, I looked at it as a broken part of my life that I needed to hide. And so I've got my own shame issues around that. But the reality is I'm able to do what I do because of those types of things and some of those things that I've through. So...
0: Thank you so much for listening. I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you UMI. If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps five-week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting the 5 Thank you so much. Now, let's get back started with this episode. That right there is just so powerful because, you know, I do think that we so often look at that thing that we feel like hinders us. and It's really the very thing that helps us be well and walk out the gifts that God's given us like to the next level. So I, I love that part of it. I want to go back a little bit to just, you know, your overall story is that you have been able to be in different industries and navigate different things. But there came a point where you're like, I want to be with my family. You know, this is not what Mm -hmm. I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it, it was like that breaking point for you. I think a lot of people get to that point, but they don't know a healthy way to respond to that, a healthy way to say, okay, so either lesson learned or what you would have done differently or what you did do. How would you tell someone who's at that point where they're like, I am burnt out and I know I'm supposed to be doing something more in my life, but I'm not. What is something you might tell them to do?
2: So I'm going to answer that question. But first, let me say, I think you're spot on when you say people come to the breaking point, they don't know what to do. I'd go even further and say quite often the people that ended up on my couch, that's the way I describe it. I'm in a, I'm a, I am in know I know this is an audio podcast, <laughs> but like I'm in a hotel, but people that sit on my couch back here. Right. Those people have taken that breaking point, don't know what to do with it and taken it in a direction that's divisive to them. So it's an addiction. It's something that's it's. Because it didn't know what to do with that breaking point. And society actually says, don't show us that you're broken because if you're broken, we're going to ridicule you in some form or fashion. We're going to isolate you or we're going to use you as our joke. And so people don't know what to do with it. So I just wanted to, that's a huge component. Yeah. So I for myself, when I hit that breaking point and I look back at it, one of the things that, um, and I don't know if I've ever figured out where this comes from, so I should probably do some of my own journaling to figure out where this comes from for me, it is the realization that there, there's really no work or job that I can be secure in. So I can go work for a corporation, and what happens if you work for a corporation, if you're an employee, they can fire you at any minute. There's really no security there. Same respect if you're an entrepreneur, my clients can leave any day there's different stretches on either side. You know, the entrepreneurial business owner will be like, well, I have more control and the, and the employee will say, well, I have security. There's really no security. And I think the res- realization that there's only really one form of security. It's eternal security, in my opinion. Yeah. And so realizing that, okay, there's a lot of options as far as how I support my ability to provide. Mm. And so for me, I, 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 I had developed skill sets over my life. And part of that might be because, you know, I grew up like I could today, if everything quit, I could go pick up a hammer and walk around job sites and say, can I swing a hammer for you? Right. So you might call that a transferable skill set, but I also can walk around to those job sites and say, can I move that stuff that you need moved? And so I knew some of my skill sets and I was able to honestly go to the bosses and say, this isn't for me because it's not for me, I don't need you to change to make it for me. But I just need you to know that it's not for me and that I'm going to need to move on. And having that peace, I, mean, I will tell you, I was super nervous because I had to go in and sit with basically the the village administrator. So it's like the, it's the person that runs the city, right? And that's who I had to go sit down with because he was technically my direct supervisor. And so, you know, I waited for him at like 5 o'clock in the morning because for of reasons, we were both had to be there super early that day not to meet with me. And I was super nervous, but I will tell you that there was an unreal amount of peace because I knew I was moving. I didn't know where I was moving towards. Remember, I said I wanted to work at McDonald's, but I knew that I was moving towards something that that pushes me more towards. And I think the word I want to use here is peace. I had an uneasiness, and I didn't realize I had the my wife was like, yeah, you've been like anxious and and all these things for like years at this point. I'm Like, really? Like, why don't you say something (laughs) (laughs) like she's like, no. Like you have a piece about this. And it was because I was moving towards this thing. And now if I, you know, reflection back and I didn't, I don't even if I said that whole, I want to spend time with my family concept. I don't even if I said it at that point because I don't think I could have verbalized it. Right. But looking back, I'm like, no, no, no. I was moving towards being able to spend time with my family.
0: Right. You know, that is, that's so good right there moving toward peace because that does become the hamster wheel, hamster wheel is trying to get to this place of peace um, in our lives, in our homes, in our relationship with God, you know, all of those things. And when we're not there, we're constantly pursuing it, but having that, being aware that that's the ultimate goal for most of us, you know, when we accept a job, it's like, okay, because it may bring me finance, peace financially. So then that financial peace will be peace in the home. If, if, you know, I'm dealing with other issues in the home, it's that constant pursuit after that. So, you know, I, I want to, I'm thinking back to just the different transitions that you've made mm-hmm. and how do you feel like each of those things helped to get you to the point where you are like, this is putting me in a place of peace right now.
2: Well, so I hate to disappoint you, but I uh, I literally just came from a, a a three day we call it a master I mean it is a mastermind but a three day intensive with what what I call my group of of core advisors. So we just essentially beat each other up in a building format for three days. And one of the things I said to them, I said I I right now I'm struggling with gratitude. Like I'm I'm personally in to the point where and I, I realized this a couple of weeks ago. And so it, it was, I was already, I'm already moving forward in a positive manner here. But I said, you know, you asked me what my gratitude, one of the things we rate each other on is is what your gratitude score. You know, what are, are are you being grateful? I said, I'm not. And I'm not to the point that it's affecting my ability to experience things that are there. So with the kids, with my wife, with my faith, whatever it might be it's also creating some anxiety. Yeah. And so I literally started, and then my, my point to my guys was, or my, you know, kind of my, hey, this is how I'm going to do differently is I'm going to work on being grateful for all of the things that are happening as they happen. And now I can't even remember what your question was.
0: <laughs> um, I don't remember what it was either. So, but <laughs> we'll go on from there. Yeah, I think gratitude and peace are like um, siblings, Right when you when you are grateful you will have peace and when you have peace you see what you can be grateful for and um no matter what transition we're making in life and no matter where we are letting those lead will be very helpful gauges for is this the next thing i should do should i should i take this lead because is it going to you know you, is it going to make me more grateful and am i going to find peace there i used to tell people all the time that whenever i would make a decision the scripture the blessings of god maketh rich and addeth no sorrow was my my blessing test i called it my blessing test is this really a blessing okay make it rich and not just like financially but within my family within my relationships and will it add sorrow and if it did not pass like it's supposed to make it rich and it's supposed to not add sorrow if it didn't pass that then it was probably not a blessing <laughs> and i would later find that out that was, it didn't pass the test in the beginning. So I love when you say that, because that, that is so key. Do you feel like, um, as you were growing up and cause you said you started off, you were working with your dad. Um, so entrepreneur was within you. When you were accepting other jobs that weren't necessarily entrepreneurial, do you feel like you had less peace
2: then? Or? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's so part of, part of my, I'm going to use the word personality here, but part of part of my tendency is to really enjoy change. I like different. I like new. I'm a starter. You know, at one point, and 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 my group of advisors were like, Anthony, you've got to stop buying businesses, or you've got to start start stop starting new things. Like, stop it. Like literally, to the point where even this, my movement towards some of my actions going forward are like, you don't get to start a new thing. You, like you got to stop starting new thing. So part of it was... So you're an the, extreme leaper. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a leaper like crazy. So I didn't kind of tell you our, our last leap. So my wife and I, now I think this answers, drives into your question a little bit. A lot of times I was, I was jumping or doing things because I'm like, this is exciting. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to make this better, whatever it is. An employee based job, an entrepreneur based job, a new business, whatever it is. And, and our last leap was actually to move from Northern Illinois. So, Western, we'd actually moved out to the farm when I was, you know, crazy person. Her family's farm, we lived on a 500 acre cattle farm with her parents. Like, you know, the homes were separate, but like we lived on a cattle farm. Right. And we've both lived in Northern Illinois our entire life, growing up in the Western suburbs. And we made the determination, the decision to move to, I say North Nashville. We're just a city just outside of Nashville and start a new practice. We have a practice in Illinois. Northern Illinois, like a, a therapeutic practice there. And what I what I came to, when it comes to like finding the peace, if I kind of back us up just a little bit to the, the peace concept, was that probably for, I don't want to say the first time in my life, but really for one of the one of the few times in my life, I really started to listen and I really started to pay attention to to where, uh, my giftings were and where uh, I again I'm going to use the word identity pushes towards when I did that not just as an individual but also as a married person so as a couple and then there's the family layered on top of that started to realize okay no this is the right move this is the right direction and so just the other day someone was like well how, tell me why you moved because we have problems why do we have problems we don't have a support network we moved to a place we've never spent time in and we don't have a support network there our, both of our extended, total extended families in Northern Illinois. Like, we, we, why why would you do that, right? But there's clear reasons and when we started to stack the reasons, it was like, okay, this is the right move. Now here, I'll, I'll preface all that with this. I think, I personally believe and I, I appreciate your show in the respect that you allow individuals to speak about their faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, I personally believe it doesn't matter if we move to Nashville to San Diego, or to Houston, where I'm at today. I think his call for us is, sure, that would be fine. If you're gonna go there, serve me, uh, worship me. Like that, it doesn't matter. I don't think he really cares. It might be a little bit of a controversial concept, but like, I don't think he cares. In that, like, what are you gonna do in that space? Right, right. I'm gonna do that thing. Now, we could get into all kinds of psychology around that, about why you maybe should go to Houston instead of Nashville, or whatever, but like, I don't think he cares. It's so good. Are you going to worship me in this space? Are you going to serve me in this? Like, that's all that matters. I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'll, oh, you're going to go to uh, Australia. I got a client in Australia. And the funny story is, it's he's always a day ahead. And so, like, I always have to like say, how's tomorrow? (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) It's it's always a day ahead. But, like, okay, that's fine. Australia is cool. I'm going to be there too. So, right,
0: right. I love that. That perspective right there takes a lot of pressure off of. Cause sometimes we feel like we're gonna miss it. Like, am I gonna miss hearing what God is telling yeah. me to do or am I gonna make the wrong turn? And it's like literally he's there, you know? So that pressure of feeling like right versus wrong um is huge.
2: Yeah. So there's a there's pretty, pretty heavy push right now, at least in the entrepreneurial and small business space. What are what are your values? What is your, you know, company identity and all? And I think those things are generally good. I think they're good let me let me this sound like I was saying they're bad. <laughs> I think they're good, but one of the one of my one of my mentors actually I have a certification with him, but one of my mentors was he talks about several and I use this in our practice you know we have we have biological health, so how are you sleeping, how are you eating? How are you exercising? and then we have relational health so how how are your friends? how are your family? how is your relationships and then we have psychological health, so how are you thinking the things inside of you? like that's traditionally what you would think I do, right. But then we also have this concept of spiritual health. And when he hit spiritual health, I'm like, okay, I, I get that. He's like, well, hold on a second. It is, is, it is maybe what you make and like I could hold up my Bible here because I've got it sitting here, right? Like, it is, it is this. Right. But he's like, the truth is, I don't need you to to be on that side to help work you on spiritual health. It's it's what is your identity and in and how are you living into why you believe that you're here? So I can take someone that's not even believer whatsoever and say, well, where how are you living in that? To be honest with you, if I'm like completely open, it's my, it's my end to the gospel, but it's, it's very much. So I think as we, as we like make leaps and transitions, how are you living into that thing?
0: That's so good. Oh, this has been such a good conversation. And, and I feel like I have so many more questions, but we are out of time. This always happens.
2: <laughs> it always so, happens know, with podcasts.
0: I know. So, okay, as we wrap up, there's two questions I want to ask you and I ask them together because I don't want to forget. What is your next
2: leap and where can everyone find you? So I'll start with the last one first because it's easier to say. But uh, you can find me um, at com, and then also our, our company site is withouse.com. So just our last name with house on the, on the end of it. Our next leap is this. I told you kind of about like, I like to start things, I like to do new things. But our mission I say R. When I say R, I'm really speaking to myself and my wife. Okay. Um, yes, I a, love that. As a co-therapist, our mission is to help people to live with rhythm. And and we have that passion. And I it, it's a strong passion because we lived without rhythm.
0: Right. Um,
2: and so our passion is to help people live with rhythm. So my next leap might so- not sound like a leap, but it is a leap for me to stay in one lane. So my next leap is actually to build our Nashville-based Office and and our we have we have some revenue goals. We also have some total client goals, and we have some therapist goals. Like we want to have so many therapists working for us by the end of the year. So that's a that's a leap because I'm pushing less into my business clients. I'm pushing right. less into some of the other things I'm doing, and I'm saying I'm going to stay focused. And like I said, it sounds like oh, no, you're just doing the same thing. No, and that's for me. It's, I get it's it. It's <laughs> a very strategic move towards. You no, know, this is. We're, I'm staying on this track. Yeah, I love that.
0: I I get that when you're having to focus in and you're like, that is elite to just stay on one track. So I understand. Well, Anthony, thank you so much um, for just sharing on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation and I know that the listeners have enjoyed it and are going to be immensely blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day, and remember, God can do more with our willingness than He could ever do with our worthiness.